Hey, my name is Yolanda and welcome to Frank Factualities, the podcast. Tune in each week as I speak frankly about life experiences from my perspective and offer you a bit of unsolicited advice. Let's take a little time to laugh, to think, and to cry as we tackle some serious topics and some not so serious topics. Be sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. What's up, Frank family? It is your host, Yolanda. I am back again. It's another week. So another episode is here. (laughs) How has everyone been? What's going on with you all? Nothing much with me. Just working, working, working. Nothing much here. Have you all heard what's going on in the streets, though? The only thing that has been on my mind is the death of PMB. Now, no, I wasn't a huge fan Uh, But anytime there is some sort of tragic event in the world, it always tugs at my heartstrings. It is always sad when someone's life has been taken. That doesn't really sit well with me. It shouldn't sit well with anyone. Uh, I do believe, of course, as I'm sure all of you all believe, no one has the right to take anyone's life. But the biggest debate since this man's death, and I don't even know if his family has Uh, a chance to mourn because everyone is talking about whether or not his girlfriend should have posted their location or not. And everyone has been talking about that. Should you wear jewelry? You know, was he a target? Why did she post? Somebody saw her post and that's how they knew that he was there. And I don't think anyone knows that. I don't think anyone could say for certain that that is the reason why he got robbed and why it ultimately ended in his death. I don't think we can do that. What we're doing is speculating. And I got to agree with Cardi B on this. I think that's so unfortunate to blame this girl for her boyfriend being killed, especially when she had to witness it. And also as a victim herself, because I'm sure she was obviously at the table when the person came to rob them at gunpoint. So It's really sad. And although we can speculate that it was because of that particular post, however, you don't know whether or not somebody followed them. We don't know whether or not somebody was just already in the restaurant and saw him there and said, let me go back out, get my my strap. And this man got on this jewelry or I know that's PMB Rock. Let's get him. Or somebody saw him walking in. Like you really just don't know and it's all speculation. And I hate to say it, but if you don't know all the facts, I don't think you should speak on a situation, not publicly. You can have a kitchen table talk with your homies, with your spouse, whomever. But I don't think that you should go on a public platform and give your opinion about something when it's just your speculation. There hasn't been any facts. The robber didn't say, yo, I knew where he was because his girl dropped the location and that's how I found them. Like that information did not come out. So really it is just speculation. So all I can say on that matter is let that family mourn that young man's death in peace and not put anything in these people's heads because I don't know if that was the baby's mother. I do know that they said that he had a daughter, but you don't want that type of blame on that woman, especially if she's the mother of his child. And even if she isn't the mother of his child, at the end of the day, it's going to be hard on her enough to have to live with watching him uh, go through that and seeing him get shot and fight for his life. That is tragic in and of itself. 
And none of us, well, I'm not going to say none of us know what that feels like, but you have no idea or can imagine what that feels like. I myself personally have not gone through that, but my cousin has witnessed her mom uh, get killed and also the man who shot her kill himself. And when I tell you, she has always told me um, vividly about what happened that night. She has never to this day happened when she was 16. We're now in our 40s. It has never gotten over that. So trust me, that is something tragic that I wouldn't wish on anybody. So let that young lady uh, mourn and deal with her, I'm sure, trauma that she's has now and will probably forever have behind this incident. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, I don't know if you all have an opinion on it. And I, I know you've been seeing it. It was they was talking about it on the Breakfast Club and then celebrities were um, tweeting and and commenting about it. But that's all I got to say about it. Moving along. Um, today, I want to talk to you all about rejection and fear. My son wanted to or has wanted to play basketball for a very long time, right? And it has been fear that's been preventing him from it. It's always been an excuse as to why he doesn't want to join a basketball team. So he may have done like recreational basketball, or I should say like in a team, like organized basketball when he may have been like five, maybe. And then when he got old enough to be, I mean, you can do AAU and those sort of things, but I didn't do that with him. So of course, getting into middle school, they can play for their actual school. But prior to middle school, we asked him if he wanted to be a part of like the city league here. And of course it was no, no, no. So finally, a while ago, I asked him and, you know, of course it was fear, fear of not making a team, fear of messing up, fear of not being good, fear of all those things. Now, all I could say is that my thing to him was, if you're telling me this is what you want to do, then you got to get pat, move past that to be able to do it. But then I don't want to hear you keep saying that this is what you want to do and you not take the steps to do it. So the high school um, opened up tryouts for middle school at his current school. So he said he wanted to do it. And then he said, well, no, I don't think so. So his dad was like, listen, if that's what you said you want to do, then we're going to take you and you're going to do it. Now, he got lucky and him and one of the guys from his school was trying out together. But I think they had a hope for a rude awakening because they thought it was like some B team tryouts and it was going to be just uh, middle school students. But when he got there, it was all boys, like high 17, 18 year olds, all the way down to their grade level. And everybody was in there. And I think he got a little intimidated by it, about it. But I was very proud of him for sticking through it. And not only did he stick through it, he went the next day and his friend had bailed out. He stopped coming. He got, um, he got discouraged by it because apparently the suicides had them in last place. And that was a little, I guess, embarrassing for them. But as I told my son, as you, you've never done suicides before, not like making you do it, like go, go, go. So be thankful that you was able to go all the way through it. And as you do it, you will, it will get better. So he did it for the second day. Now he's doing marching band too. So that's another thing. So he can't really consistently go every single day because of conflicts with band and, you know, the coaches know, but either way, I am super proud of him, but I do know that in 
Of course, he had a little push from us because if we left it to him, he would have never gone to do that. So he did need a little push. But I wanted to talk about that because how many times are we missing out on opportunities for things that we could possibly be great at, but we don't even take the first step out of fear, fear of just failing or just fear of being rejected by people, shame, being sad about it, being embarrassed about it. All of those different things, we let fear and rejection hinder us from a lot of great things. And to be quite frank, if you think back to that one thing that you wanted so bad and you didn't get, years later, you look back on it and we always say, well, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen because if that had happened, then this wouldn't have happened. We all have that moment. Yes. Or either we are like, well, it doesn't bother me. I thought I really wanted it, but now I really don't want it. And for me, I remember when I first got out of grad school and I was looking for a job in school and for counseling. Now, everyone in my grad program for counseling education had worked in a school or was working in a school. So they were all teachers or they were doing something. They were in a school. So they understood the school dynamic. They had already had experience. Not me. I was working at a call center. And so I didn't know any. That's all I've been doing since I've been working was working at a call center. So I had no idea outside of me just being in school myself, the backdrop of uh, rules and regulations or how a, a public school is ran. South Carolina state law, all that stuff. I had no idea about that. So me learning it in school was my very first time. So I knew I was already behind the eight ball when it came down to applying for jobs. Yes, I did my internship and yes, I had that under my belt. But these these people did their internship as well as had uh, experience. So we graduated August, you know, well, the summer I'm putting in my applications. When I tell you I'm getting no interviews, I mean, not only am I not getting jobs, I'm not even getting interviews. So I know the job isn't coming. And I mean, I was crushed and I was upset. And then the one job that I had that I thought I was going to get, it came by referral. This girl that I knew was leaving that job and she put in a good word for me. It was like, hey, I know somebody who is just getting out of school. They would be great for this position. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got an endorsement. I got the interview and I knew I was going to nail it. So the girl did say that I was nervous. Obviously, so it was my first time. And then... After I finished the in, the interview, she she tells me like, you know, you did really, really well. But um, we did have another person that our I think it was like their director over counselors for their district or whatever had her niece that was going to come apply for the job. And obviously, and I hate to say it, but these kind of things do work in in every job. You always have this nepotism and people making sure that their friends and families get put on. So she was just like, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just wanted to give you the heads up on that. So of course I didn't get the job. I got the email saying that they'd already hired somebody and the girl who gave me the referral called me to tell me, yes, that's exactly what happened, that they ended up giving it to this lady's, I want to say it was her niece or something. So she got the job. And when I tell y'all, I was crushed because this was my only opportunity. I didn't get another interview. When I say I didn't get any interviews, I got none. And I was applying for everything. It didn't matter. So then uh, a position for a career specialist came. Now, when you when we're in the program, you get a additional certification or you can get, I should say, an additional certification for career specialists and some schools hire individual career specialists and some that are smaller will have their counselor act as the career uh, facilitator, career development facilitator. So I got that extra endorsement. So I had that. I saw that 
the district and the city that I lived in had a position open for that. Now, no, I didn't want to do that. That's a step down from this, the master's degree, master's plus 30 that I got. But I wanted to get in the school system because I felt like that is what was holding me back from it. So I ended up getting that job. And I w- that was the only interview I had outside of that other one. I got I got the career specialist job. And then the job for the school that I'm working at now came up. Now, ultimately, that's where, where I am now was ultimately where I wanted to be. They just didn't have any openings. But had I gotten that other job and not got this entry job into the district I really wanted to be in, I would never be where I am now and end up working at the school that I wanted to work at because that job was like 40 minutes away from from where I live which wouldn't have been bad but at the end of the day it wasn't really some place I wanted to be it's it was my only option I wanted to take the option that was available to me and I knew it wasn't something that I really wanted so instead of sometimes waiting on what you really want you just want to go out there for it now granted we talk about a job and as y'all know we need money and at the time I was not working. In order for me to have done my internship, you had to have, I think it was like six or 700 hours. You couldn't work a full-time job and do that. Now, people was getting over because the ones that worked in the school system, they were getting people to sign off on their stuff. I don't work in the school. It just so happened that the job that I was working um, with ended up closing. And no, I'm sorry, they didn't close. That's a lie. They ended up laying people off. So I got laid off and I was able to draw unemployment. And it just so happened around the time that I needed to do my internship. So that was a long story only to say that that was my look back moment. You know, when you look back and you say, you know what, if I had gotten that job, I would still be driving to 40 minutes and not 15 minutes from my house at the end of the day. And not just about that, you know, I'm working in a community that I grew up in and the people that I know, and um, it was rewarding at the time. I mean, everything runs its course, but it is ultimately where I wanted to start my career. So I was grateful that I, and it didn't go the way I wanted to. Obviously that's not the route I wanted to take, but I was only a career specialist for like a year. I came in um, like November of that year at that school because school starts in August here and I didn't get a job in August. So that position just happened to come up in November and I got it and I worked till that next year, November. And then I started my new job in the November of that year. So everything didn't come right at the start of school. Didn't come like I wanted to, but had I not been rejected by those people, I wouldn't have never been where I wanted to. So I've learned, well, I never had a problem with rejection, to be honest. I mean, I don't think I ever got anything I wanted growing up or I was always told no. And, you know, there was always a feeling of shame or embarrassment about something. That's just the life of the hood. You know what I'm saying? You just you're going to go through those things in the ghetto. It just is what it is. But I know that our kids, some of our kids can be very privileged, but not just kids adults adults in general are going to go through it but rejection is necessary for the next step for you to pursue with success if you're not taking another if you always get what you want you'll never work hard let's be honest you won't you will never work hard if you feel like you could just get it and that's a lesson that we're trying to instill in our in our son i want you to feel what it's like for somebody to tell you no so that now if you hear that later it's not something that's going to crush you to the point where you're going to just be super um super depressed and now it's something that you can't get over so it's almost like think about it like this like how can I get over this or think about how we look at rejection it's like we'll we'll do this analogy y'all know I like that you're trying to sell something you got your table set up and you got uh 20 cakes on your table that you're trying to sell because somebody came up and they looked at one cake and they were like you know what I'm not gonna buy this 
So you now going to take all the cakes off your table because one person told you, no, they're not going to buy. Or you going to sit there and wait and see if somebody else want to get them 20 cakes off your table. You're not going to give up in that example. So there's no need for you to do that in life. It's the same concept. Just because one person or one situation was a negative or a no or a letdown, you can't allow that to stop you from moving forward and going on with your life, moving on to the next step. You're going to always be rejected for something. You're going to always be told no. Something is going to sit you down. So how do you overcome fear of rejection or just fear in in itself? One thing I like to say a lot is you got to sit in it sometimes. You got to sit in your hurt. You got to sit in your pain. You got to sit in it. All sitting in it means is you just got to accept it. You got to accept that that person just don't want me. That's it. They don't want me. And I got to accept that. So you got to sit in it. And that just means that I am going to acknowledge the feelings that I'm having. And I'm not going to run from those feelings. I'm not going to try to mask those feelings. I'm not going to pretend that they don't exist and move on to something else or keep myself busy so that I don't have to think about it. Because we always want to just embrace the good feelings. I am happy today. Woo, let's celebrate the happiness. But you got to sit in that pain sometime. You got to sit in that hurt. And when you sit in it, it helps you to move forward from it. But if you just keep yourself busy and I'm a workout, I'm going to go running for an hour and I'm going to just be so tired. Or if you mask your pain by drinking, I'm going to just be so high, so drunk that it's not going. I know at night I drink, you know, I think about it. So I'm a drink so I could just pass out and I don't, it don't have to be on my brain. No, sit in that thing, man. Sit in it, sit in how it feels because nothing feels the same the second time around. Nothing. Nothing feels the same the second time around. It's going to always ease up. And am I saying be a punching bag? Of course not. All I'm saying is you shouldn't fear it. That's all I'm saying. Because if you and if you do fear it, you shouldn't allow that to now stop you from doing the things that you want to do from moving on with your life. That's all I'm saying. Number two is sitting in it. It goes with accepting it. It's just validating the feelings that they're real. Like I have a right to feel this way. Validating them, meaning that this is an appropriate reaction to what I just experienced. Right. Validate that. It's okay for me to be sad that this person didn't want me because I wanted them. It's okay for me to be upset that I didn't get this job because I don't have a job. That is a devastating blow. I get to feel bad about that. Nobody can tell you, oh, it'll be okay. No. I'm going to validate my feelings. I have a right to be upset about this. I have a right to be hurt when I'm lied to. I have a right to, you have a right, validate your feelings. That's all I'm saying. And have a backup plan, man. That's number one. At the end of the day, I was still putting in other uh, applications, even though I didn't get calls. That's not the point. <laughs> I was putting in, I had backup plans. I, I wanted to make sure that I had options on the table, but I was embarrassed that everybody else from my program had gotten a job and I didn't get it. And it all worked out for me in the end, but I needed to be able to have that backup plan for a cushion. So I didn't send myself into any type of depression about that. And facing your fear, of course, is another way that you can try to outcome it. You just got to do it, man. I mean, face it. Take the next step. And guess what? Take it again. No. Listen, I used to always think it was so funny when we were um, like in my party days and I was going out to clubs. When I tell you I was never scared to approach anybody to say anything good, bad or indifferent. I was never afraid. Um, Like I said, I think it's a good thing to at an early age to go through um, some sort of um, 
hardship. Let me say that uh, because everybody's hardship isn't going to look like mine. I obviously am rare in that there's been multiple things that have happened to me during my childhood, not just one thing, but there's been multiple things that would have sent anybody over the edge. But um, I was able to go through them. So don't shield yourself or anybody that you're responsible for raising as in your kids from being rejected or failing and not praising them for everything. You know, I am not a proponent for that. Everybody get a trophy because they participated thing. They got to feel what it's like to come in second place. They got to know what it's like to not even make the team because that's going to help them in the long run to be able to manage life accordingly. Because if, again, if we don't, I've said this before, if we don't raise our kids to be productive adults, then there will be no productive adults. Okay. <laughs> so we got to grow older and they got to grow up. So if we're not raising them to be able to run society while when we can't, then ooh, we got some problems. You understand? So it worked for my son. I mean, he overcame his fears. Um, now, he got a little ways to go, but I am, again, I'm proud of his progress and him kind of sticking through with it, even though after he did it, he could have said, you know, hey, guys, I don't think I like it anymore, but I'm really happy that he stuck with it. I am glad that some things don't always work out for us because what do they say? The common uh, quote for a rejection is that rejection is just redirection. Sometimes we need to be redirected in another path. And that is why we are, we're being told no. That is why we're being let down uh, by a certain situation because it's not for us. But we, we make up in our mind that we want something so bad that we can't see anything past that. And it's a... It's not the best way to handle. I'm not saying not to be hopeful for things. I'm not to say I'm not saying not to prepare for things when you want something, but we can't let it stop us once we don't get it. I get it. Like I said, validate your feelings. You can be upset. You are rightfully so, but just don't allow allow it to stifle your growth in any way. And guys, that is my time. I appreciate each and every one of you, as I always tell you. Reminder, my little YouTube channel is coming. It is, and I didn't say soon. I just said it's coming. I just wanted to kind of prep you all and get your brain uh, prepared for that. I, I'm a little hesitant about it because I feel like I'm tapping into um, my audio audience and I'm still so new. Uh, my show is still um, really, really, really fresh. And I wanted to still kind of maintain a strong audience before I introduce another concept. So that's why I said it's coming, meaning I'm definitely going to get the page started and start working on um, getting equipment and things to be able to, to process that. But it is something that's in the works and I'm only mentioning it because, I, again, I get ask these things believe it or not you know where can I watch it and I'm just like uh it's audio only at this time um but I do think that you know the concept of podcasting is evolving of course the original um idea of a podcast was just audio but obviously we have reels and tiktoks and and youtube that has opened a platform for people to be able to do it as an actual show um but I do know that the people that have it as as a actual show a visual do also do the audio, but they started theirs kind of simultaneously and I am doing it the, a different way and um, I'm still learning and I'm still growing and the show will change and evolve. And so before I sit down and say I can film something in a whole got darn 30 minutes or so without me fidgeting, because trust me, I do a lot of edits on him, smacking, swallowing, doing that. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I'll leave that one in so you can hear it because it's loud. 
yes, you can edit those things out on the video as well, but that is a lot, you know, to try to edit your audio, then go back and edit. And a lot of those people who have large platforms, guys, they got help. It's not just them doing it. I'm a full-time everything. So I, I, the time, I just got to squeeze it in. Is it something I want to do? Of course, I am not going to let my fear stop me from doing what I want to (laughs) do. All right, guys, for real, for real this time. That is my time. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Bye. Start a beat.